0: Wouldn't be church without a technical difficulty or two, would it? I mean. Good morning. morning. How are you? Y'all good? Everybody good? Um, So today is our um, grads, we call it Grad Sunday. And uh, wherever you're watching from, we want to welcome you. We want to say a special welcome if you're kind of tuning in for the first time, checking us out. Online, um, we're really glad you're with us today because today's a special day, and uh, we hope that uh, you'll kind of get the uh, the gist of why we believe that that investing in students and our and children spiritually uh, is the most worthy endeavor. Um, every time I stop and think about every class that comes through. Uh, we've been, I've been doing student ministry for a long, long time. Um, I got my first student ministry, youth ministry job at age 17. Um, I just graduated high school, and I had p- kids in my youth group that were older than me. And I'm just t- trying to tell them about Jesus. And I'm like, I knew, I knew nothing. Um, it was just a hot mess. All I knew was I love Jesus, and I, I, this is what I was called to do. And I did my best. God bless that first youth group. Children now, it's kind of weird, but uh, uh, I won't tell you how old I am now. You'll just have to just wonder. But every class that, that I've that we've had, um, at least for the last ten years, um, we start uh, thinking about what this class, how, the uniqueness of the class, um, what they bring, what they're leaving behind. Uh, for others to follow, and I started thinking about the word legacy. We use the word legacy a lot, and the definition of legacy is really this. It's what you leave behind for others to follow or to benefit from. What you leave behind for others to follow or benefit from. And this class certainly has left a legacy. I, I, I think about the uniqueness of the times we live in, right? Uh, this this virus and all that, that's brought with it and all the social unrest that is happening right now around us I think the thing that I will remember most about this class is how this the the, the craziness of the times will not define the class it won't define them they will define it you guys have defined the times in which you live and there's nothing normal about this senior class can we agree on that parents are like, it's pretty abnormal. My kid's pretty abnormal. Like, I'm not saying you're abnormal in that sense, but I'm saying you're extraordinary. You really are. And, you know, those of you who've been around a little while know that I don't just say that. I mean, every class is special, and I'll get up next year and say this cl- that class, next year's class is special. But this class is extraordinary, and there are a couple of very important reasons for that. First and foremost, um, besides the corona mess, besides that, um, this class led this youth group and this student ministry and really this church um, to plant out of one church, grow out of one church, and to completely try and plant a, a brand new church in this community, which is not difficult, it's not hard, it's not easy to do, it's not easy to do. It's really difficult. If it gave you the statistic on the, the you know, the, the amount of church plants that actually make it, it's not very many. It's a it's a difficult endeavor. And you know, I, I was getting ready uh, to when we moved when we, last this past summer when we were coming out here. I said, all right, and I told Allison, I said, prepare to start all over. Prepare to have you know. Have a youth, a very, very small group of kids and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build up something here and we're going to see what God wants to do. But in all we trusted God and we said we're going to do what God wants us to do. And uh, this senior class led us in, in, in the best way, in the most incredible manner, the, the way that they the excitement and the, and the uncertainty of Planting a new church and that kind of deal, and and, and, you know, some came along a little bit after that, some of you in the room, but you graduates, you led us so well as a church, not just as a student ministry, as a church, you led us well, and for that, I'm, I'm really, Allison and I are grateful, you're abnormal for sure, to say the least, nothing about this year has been normal for you nothing about this has been normal for any of us who are watching today um, it's been a struggle but this class is extraordinary at church, online viewers I want you to know that the class of 2020 were made for these times they were made for the times in which we live and God knew, do you not think that God knew all that 2020 held it, it required a very special class to navigate 2020, and although things have been stripped away from you that you think are really, really, it's a bummer now, and it's an important. A year from now, you're not going to care very much. I can promise you, a year from now, you're going to care less. You're going to get, you're going to be bummed out less than you are now. That some of the things that you thought were coming weren't, weren't coming, weren't, weren't going to be given to you, right? Commencements and and proms and so forth and so on. There's a bigger picture here spiritually than I want you to see this morning. You're extraordinary, and your legacy is something that will be left for people, and especially our younger students, to follow. And listen, if if you think for a second that only students and students that are younger than you are looking at you as an example, you're missing the forest for the trees. Because I promise you, adults are looking to you as well. I look to you. And I somehow, Alice and I somehow attempt to lead you. And you lead us. So people are following. People are following. Adults are watching your passion for worship. And it spreads like wildfire. Adults are watching your your ability and your willingness to serve and do the dirty work, to serve people, to love on people right where they are. And, and and I promise you, if they're like me, they swallow hard and they go, I gotta step my game up. Parents, you ever looked at your kid and said, I gotta step my game up if I'm gonna lead my kid. And that's the way I feel when I look at this senior class. Here's this group's legacy from me. They helped spark a movement and revival that happened maybe two summers ago in Boston, Massachusetts. Um Went there for a mission opportunity, and the five or six nights we had there of worship were life altering. Life altering. And you may say, Well, how can a couple hours of musical worship do all that? Let's see as a worship pastor I can say this and I truly believe it, it's not just because it's what I do, I believe that worship community together worshiping, communal worship draws us to the throne, I believe it pulls heaven down closer and we get to see God in a a clearer way that sometimes, sometimes the spoken word just can't do they go hand in hand, you can't have one without the other but I'm telling you, those nights of worship, and, we're, and everybody's tired and delirious, and it's, it's, there's no AC in Boston, so it's like open the windows, and so the voices kind of carry out into the streets. You imagine 60 people just giving, giving God their all. They sparked a movement, a revival in our students and in our community. And it goes beyond the walls of, a, of one church. This is not just about one church, I promise you. This is about our community. And I told someone the other day, I think, my I believe that my call is to the, the children of this community. Our call is to the kids of our community and their parents. And I want to say to our parents, thank you so much for trusting us with your children. We hope that you have seen God do a work in their hearts. Not that they had a good time. Not that we took care of them on trips, brought them back alive. But that they will be forever, the trajectory of their lives will be different from their time with us. That's it. I got a little feedback going on, Dave. But their trajectory of their lives will be different because of their time, your time with us. That's truly what we want. And we use a term around here, and it's true. It's not just a, what we put on the back of a T-shirt. It's family. It really is family. And I promise you, today, and, and the end of your the end of one season of your life does not end your time in our family. The end of this season of your life does not end the, co- the the college kids that are in the room that came up through the youth group. They're like, yeah, the family members, yeah. Look, and you'll find that out sooner or later. That we love you for the long haul. They've injected a passion and, a, and an energy into this community um, that you rarely see. There are moments, I believe, there are little grace moments, that God moments that God gives us, and um, I believe we're living in one of those. You can watch the news and see what's happening with Corona or social unrest, or you can look at our kids and see how God is moving in their hearts because they are the ones that will lead us through all this mess that we see. You will be the ones to lead us through that if you hold on to what matters most. And that's this is what we want to talk about today. What matters most? What matters most? That you got into the school you wanted to get, to, get into or not? That you're going to get the degree that you've always wanted to get or, or somebody thinks you're good at, that you're going to live into your gifts, you know, and and be, you know, do this or make this kind of money or marry this kind of person or live in this city? Is that what matters most? Chasing an an American dream that's many times a myth? Is that what matters most? There's a warning I want to give you. It's It's a warning slash encouragement this morning. It's a reminder from Scripture, and it comes from Matthew 19. If you, if you have a Bible, when want to turn there. I encourage you to do so at home. And it's, it's a story that Jesus, uh, that, that uh, is told in Scripture of this young man who approached Jesus. And he was, had everything going for him. Let's just put it that way. The, the Bible, some, some, some versions of the Bible say the rich young man or the rich young ruler Let's just paraphrase it. He, he was a, a young man who had it all in front of him, okay? And we can kind of parallel that with where you are, all right? And he approached Jesus, and he really wanted to know one thing. Here's what he wanted to know. He wanted to know what mattered most. He wanted the answer, and Jesus gave him the answer. Let's read that together. In verse 16, this is what it says. Teacher... What good deed must I do to have eternal life? There's only one who is good. But to answer your question, Jesus says, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. If we stop there, if we stop there, we're going to miss the answer. That's not the answer. It's part of the answer. Because if, we, if, if you stop reading that scripture right there, you're going to say, okay, that means, graduates, people at home, I need to be a good person. I need to follow the rules and tag, attach God's name to it, and I'm going to be good. I'm going to be okay. But there's more. The man said, which ones? And Jesus replied, you must not murder You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, he said. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions. Give the money to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then, when you're done, come follow me. And here's the sad, the heartbreaking part of this passage. When the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Was Jesus saying, just, hey, follow all the rules, you get to heaven. Really, getting to heaven is what it's about, right? Like, getting into heaven, that's what I'm aiming for. I'm, I'm aiming to get into heaven. So if I can do what is, must be done to get into heaven, I'm okay. If I can follow the rules, if I can call myself a Christian, if I can go to church every now and again, I can get into heaven. I can call myself a Christian. I can give my heart to Christ one time at, a, at an altar or some, you know, through a prayer. Then I'm, I've checked that box. And I'm good. Jesus, says, that's not it. That's not it. Yes, could you slide under the un, under the the gate and get into heaven? <clears throat> Or giving your heart to Christ? Absolutely. He said, that's not what matters most. He said, here's the most important thing in life. You ready? He said, young man, if you want the life, if you truly want to live, put your eyes on me, put your focus on me, follow me, set your sights on the kingdom of heaven. And never look back. Don't set your sights on this world and the chaos. See, we can get really like like stirred up. And we should by all that we see around us. We should be stirred up. As believers, it should stir us up more than anybody. But we can get swept away in a wave of emotion that takes our eyes off Jesus. Listen, don't let the chaos of this current world and the situation we don't let it take your eyes off jesus See, so you can attach jesus's name to social justice and you your heart is far from jesus don't be one of those people you can attach your name uh, to to your life jesus's name to your life and go to college and just live like you want to live and say i love jesus i've had that said to me before i said yeah but where's the proof The words aren't going to do it. He said the most important thing ever, what matters most in life is to put your eyes squarely on Jesus and never look back. It'll change the trajectory of your life. Because heaven, putting your eyes on the kingdom of heaven, not just heaven as a place, but the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says. The kingdom of heaven which is all that God is and all that he does and everything that comes along with it, the kingdom of heaven is what matters most. We like to say around here, keeping one eye on eternity. Keeping one eye on eternity. Don't get so comfortable here, as C.S. Lewis would say, that you miss eternity. That you miss all the good things that God desires to do. That you miss the life that God intended for you. It's where the good stuff in life is y'all it's not chasing an american dream it's not what what kind of money you make one day you may you're gonna all make more money than i do i promise you but is that the point is that the point is that the american dream that we're chasing are we chasing after something better bigger deeper someone deeper jesus said to the young man follow me if you want the key to life this life, the life to come, is follow me. Put your eyes on me. Don't take the lie of the world. Don't, don't take that bait. Live for what matters. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. And thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Later down in verse 24, it says, No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. Graduates, if you go wherever you go in the next season of life, and you love your social life more than you love Jesus you you may say that you continue to love Jesus but your your actions will say that you hate him fix your eyes on Jesus you cannot serve God and be enslaved he says to money he says seek the kingdom of God verse 33 above all else Live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. Man, Jesus is like really coming for the money thing, isn't he? He's really coming after the money. And it, you know what? I think we missed the point. Why is he coming after? Why did he say money? It's really not money that Jesus is saying is bad. No, what Jesus is saying is the reason it's impossible to serve God and love possessions It's because you can't open your hands when they're full of stuff you can't open your hands to what God has for you and receive when, you're, when your fists are clenched around the things of this life the things of our, our world this side of eternity you can't open hands it's a sign of surrender so every every graduate in the room every adult watching at home open your hands spiritually let go of stuff. I'm not talking about material possessions alone. I'm talking about your popularity. How, what people think of you. Your good name in this town. Or your good name on that campus. Let go of things. And receive what God, the light that God has for you. Open hands are a posture of surrender. A posture of receiving from the storehouses of God's goodness and His faithfulness. And giving that to others so that they can know him really, really well. Like, don't lose sight of this. The true sign of a Christ follower surrender. Knowing that God is good and he's enough is, is what matters. Knowing that God is good and he's enough for you. He's going to take care of you. You're going to land the job that he wants you to land. You're going to find fulfillment in Christ. And, and, and then you're going to reap... From the storehouses of God's goodness if you chase that yourself devoid of Jesus you may make a lot of money one day but you're gonna be miserable you know who the most miserable people on this earth are Christians who aren't following Jesus Christians who aren't following Jesus see verse 33 he says it's not the kingdom is what matters most. It's not just talking about heaven as a place. Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is what matters most. The kingdom is all and all that goes with it, eternity and all that comes with it. It's going to be about your life with one eye on eternity. Living your life with Jesus at the very center, focused on Him, who He is, what He's going to do for you, what He continues to do in your life and in mine. and In the lives of others that are preparing to come in contact with him one day look when you go to your college campus God is going to ordain some encounters with some people who need to know the Jesus that you know will you take advantage of that you will take advantage of that and you will live into all that God has for you and you're going to lead people to Christ if you put your eyes on him Understanding that the kingdom is all that matters.